You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, episode 123 of WCB Podcast. Right? WCBP, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, you had it right. WCB podcast. It's, it's weak. We're a little rusty. It's sometimes right. we say WCBP. Sometimes we say WCB podcast. Whatever you know, it is worth. As, as long as it's not like ATM machine, you don't say WCBP podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, one twenty three. We're back. Technical issues last week prevented us from recording. And busyness. Um, and busyness. You know, life happens, but gives us a lot to talk about this week uh with me as always is my buddy tanner tanner what is up man what's going on you know just doing good feeling great it's no longer in the single digits weather here so and all the snow is kind of melting away we got like 18 inches last week anyway we're supposed to get more today though tonight into yeah that's whatever it's fine <laughs> i built a snowman out on the beach and he's still hanging out his name's al i just check on him every day <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so crazy i walked outside today when i was letting the dog out and i'm like wow it's 30 degrees out it feels like spring like yeah let's go to the lake let's go have some fun yeah, absolutely but yeah so a lot a lot has happened since we last recorded um Hawks have just been winning. <laughs> the grass is green, sky is blue. Hawks win hockey games. All is right in the world. Yeah, I I wonder, I because I know the Hawks aren't expected to win. I really wonder if the rest of like the fan bases are just like, oh fuck these guys again. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're finally happy we start losing again, and we're not doing good, and then it's like. We, nope. we, de- we declare the rebuild and then we're like, psych! Yeah. <laughs> to fucking get everybody's guard down so we can start winning games. That's fucking, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, so uh, last time we recorded, since we recorded last, uh, the Hawks have gone on a 5-2 and two run, uh, which isn't too bad. Not yeah. too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Um, Some big wins in there. Uh, just a quick breakdown of those games real quick. Uh, back-to-back games against Dallas, 2-1 OT wins. Then, uh, well, you like to see also Yanmark in the second game gets a goal against Dallas, yeah. his ex his ex team, and I bet that feels real good for him because you know they were just like, nah, we're we don't need you. He's like, okay, sounds good. I'll go put a bunch of goals in for the Hawks. <laughs> it's like, we'll take you, man, for sure. We're really enjoying the the fruits of his labor right now. I think like last year how we were talking about like Carpenter was like the, the underrated signing for us. I really think Yanmark is that guy for us this year. Absolutely. Especially since like he's really been only seen like third line time. But I feel like he's like when that third line gets into the offensive zone, he's always parked himself right in front of the net and it's like the puck just finds him. And just great to see. Also, he's been getting, like, a, a decent amount of breakaways, too, like, every once in a while. He's, like, sneaky fast, too. <laughs> Absolutely. He doesn't look like it. For the type of player that he's supposed to be, I was not expecting him to be, like, have the, have the wheels that he has. Yeah. Right now, crazy. he is tied for fourth for points with 10, six goals and four apples. Love to see it. 
Everybody's 20, getting points. He, oh, second highest shooting percentage. Oh, third highest. With uh, a 20.7% shooting percentage. Oh, because Bowden has a 40% with five shots? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll call it second. Bowden. Hey, five shots, two goals. Not too shabby. Get the guy the puck. Yeah, that was – we'll get to that game in a second. That game against Detroit where uh, the kids came up to play. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so following those two games, they uh, drop one to Columbus 6-5. This is the game you're talking about, not against Detroit. This is the one where um, the kids came out to play. Ian Mitchell got his first. Bowden got his first, put the Hawks up 2-1. to one. Suter got his sixth, put him up 3-1. to one. And then Columbus came back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaner scored. It was a. It was insane. It was just so weird. Um, but yeah, the game, like, pretty much was five five till late in the third, and then Columbus ended up just pulling out another one. Just a, a scoring fiesta. That's what that was. Yeah, it was like what less than less than a minute apart. Mitchell and Bowden. Uh yeah. They were literally still talking about Mitchell scoring his first goal, and then Bowden was like... It was the beginning of the second period, too. So it was like yeah. right at the beginning of the second period, and all of a sudden we're up 2-1. to one. You're like, 21, oh. 21 seconds into the period for Mitchell, and then a minute 17 in for Bowden. Yeah. Good shit. And then Suter is just like, hey, just remember, I'm leading the rookies here. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, man. And, of course, Kaner is just like, wait, 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 wait. Remember who's the real leader here. <laughs> yeah, oh. so, yeah, they dropped that one. Then they, they followed it up with a nice win against Columbus uh, with a filthy overtime goal from Debrinkit. Canada to Debrinkit. Like, what that you have an article, you know, that you want to talk about, but it's like, oh, yeah, Kinder and Debrinkit together, it seems like it's an overtime cheat code. Yeah, it's it's the it's the old uh, Panarin and Kaner. Yeah, that's bit, pretty much what's like come about. And if you want to, I can mention the article. It's yeah, go ahead. From, from our buddy Scott Powers. He he wrote an article just about. Uh, it was titled "Patrick Kane Unlocked." Uh, the Blackhawks star once again has that perfect line mate, and it goes into the like how Kaner and Panarin were together and how you don't really see like two wingers on the same, on the same line that are both on their offside wing. And when you get two wingers that are so comfortable playing their offside wing, like you can have this potential to have like an explosive offensive line, just with how well you can move the puck within the offensive zone and having each other being just able to be set up for their one time side the entire time. It's crazy. And then just the puck position that they have and, how the the Kaner and Debrinket have gone from like being okay together to being just explosive because they've been working on in like the off season and they are now looking for each other rather than just like looking for open spots. They know where the other person's going to be now. It's kind of like you can tell while we're watching these games that like instead of just driving the net, Debrinket's like faking that and like popping back up out high and like catching a pass, like in a high slot rather than just like letting, trying to read Kane or to go into the net or anything like that. It's, it's, it's great to watch. Yeah. To bring it, man. Like obviously anybody that gets to play with Kane is going to look absolutely fucking amazing, but it's just, 
for some reason, it's just it's taken his game to a completely different level. Um, especially after last year, where he just looked so snake bitten and everything like that. Um, I was looking at his stats. He is already at nine goals for this year through 15 games. He had 18 last year through 70. Yeah. Like his shooting percentage is back up there too. He's at 17% right now. I think he was down at like eight or nine last year, something like that. It, I mean, and ever since he came back from being on the COVID protocol, he's been lighting it up, putting points in like almost every game. And I'm looking at his career stats right now. Um, there's some milestones coming up for a couple guys. So Debrinkit is four goals away from a hundred, five assists away from. Oh my god, that seems crazy. Yeah. So obviously he's only nine points away from two hundred. Yeah. Also, he was shooting at only eight point seven percent last year. Yeah. Not where he, where the previous two seasons he was at eighteen point six four and fifteen point four seven. So like. It's no joke that he he's a he's a goal scorer. He's got a high shooting percentage for a reason. It's not like a fluke. I think the fluke is the 8.7. And that's actually a pretty good shooting percentage for most other players in the league. But yeah. for Debrinket, he's like, that's shit. <laughs> I think with him though, too, it's like he because because he was so snake bin last year and he just wasn't things weren't going his way. I don't think he was taking smart shots. And he was just throwing the puck on that to throw it up on that, trying to like, you know, do whatever he can to break that, you know, that little drought he had going on. So that's going to play a huge effect in that. And I think he's being a lot smarter now and he's taking advantage of the opportunities that have come because of Kane. Um, yeah. One more thing about milestones. Kane is three goals away from 400 career. Is he really? Oh, shit. Sorry. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's... um. A lot of, a lot of milestone pucks being collected in the hot soccer room lately. You know, you love to see it. Love to see it. Kaner still has a, almost at a thousand games as well. He's only eight games away. That's insane that he's going to hit it this quick. This quick. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I, well, yeah, you're well, thinking about because we'll talk about it when we go to NHL talk, but Crosby just hit a thousand yesterday. Yeah. Crosby was also out for like That's a year saying, and a like, half. It, it, it's really insane how healthy he is. He's he's yeah. healthy. I mean, from day one too. Like he only what missed like half of a season in. Well, all right. So 2015, 2012, 2013, 47. That was a forty-eight game season, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty twelve. Twenty thirteen. Just twenty thirteen. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. That's how it's sit on his stats here. Gotcha. Um, the following year, he only played 69. Nice. Um, then 2014, 2015, he played 61. And then other than that, I mean, two games he missed there. He missed eight in the 2010, 2011. I mean, he usually misses one or two games per season. Yeah, he's good for 65 plus typically. Insane, yeah, it's pretty good, and especially because we were talking about it too. Like, thinking about how if like Duncan Keith just reached a thousand games like a season and a half ago, two seasons ago, and he's one of the old, I mean, he's the oldest guy out on the team, and 
you just realize that like Kaner's been able to do it since day one, like getting drafted and coming right in where like Keith had to spend some time in the minors. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> Keith is at 1,157 games. That's nuts. I, like, <laughs> that, was, that even blows my mind that he's – Keith has played that many games, and he's still putting up that many minutes a game. Yeah, but everybody, got, it's 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 we're spoiled as Hawks fans. Still, I I still think we are just getting to see these great players. Oh yeah, we 100 are. Keith's got to bump up those numbers though. He's got a zero percent shooting percentage. A classic Keith in the last few years. He's gonna score a goal that's gonna like send us into like the playoffs like one game left in the season and it's going to be like a game winner and you're gonna be like there yeah, there you go <laughs> what what do you think okay so i'm looking at all that right now which what was his high shooting percentage ever you think for keith yeah probably like 2.5 no no 8.1 oh really in uh 20 or 200708 2007 that sounds weird uh <laughs> he had 12 goals oh no Fuck, no shit. And then the 09 10 year, the cup year, he had 14. Hmm. 200, he took 213 shots that year. Holy shit. Was that when he, I guess he must have just been able to get the puck through at that point. And, and then at some point, he was just like, you know what? Hitting shin pads is way better. He, he thought like it was like the old like beach hockey. Like, you know, you hit the shin pads, it's a three point goal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so they've dropped that one. Then they had that nice overtime game. Then they had a nice little break with Detroit, which we all thought was going to be a nice little break. But holy shit, were they lucky to get a win on that Monday game where they won an OT. They That has been probably the worst that they've looked since the first three games of the season. Yeah, pull out a dub. Doesn't matter. Score sheet says they won. Carlton, moving, moving on. <laughs> Carlton's quote for that was actually great. He's like, "Well, you're not gonna frame. Uh, you're not gonna put a frame on that one. But hey, we took two points, and that's all that matters." And it's like, "Yeah, you're right, Carlton. That's true. Be a coach. It, there you go." Yeah, you know, it's. I I watched like I was only able to watch the highlights and a lot of the or like some of the goals. You're just like Subban. I wish he would just hold on to the puck and not like shoot it back out six feet. <laughs> I just, I still don't get Subban as a goalie. Like he does well. And, and I don't know how he does well this time. Cause like looking at watching him play, it's like, he doesn't make saves. He gets, lucky the <laughs> he doesn't make it. saves. It's like the puck hits him. That's what happens. Like he doesn't like, that's going to make you like, save my guy. But, no, but I mean like you're, you're watching Lincoln. What he's making a save, he is purposely doing what he is doing. Subban, it's like, I'm going to throw my body like this and hope to God it hits me. Like, he's just so, <laughs> so awkward and that to me. Oh, I love it. Do you think that they should give Delia another shot or are you just okay running with these two right now? It's not broke. Don't fix it. That's right. I mean, it's I think. Goddamn right. I think if Subban comes that's on Subban plays, if he has a bad game, you maybe think about it. I think Delia deserves another chance at some point. 
but I, I think he'll get it. Yeah, I just think right now, especially because it's like, okay, well, you're not going to be playing anyway. Lincoln is going to be is going to be taking control for a while until he gets lit up a couple games. Which I don't know. Well, you can talk about that in a second. I'll oh, just do a quick recap of the rest of them here. I mean, Lincoln is still eighth in the league right now he's eighth in, or tied for seventh in the league in wins has a nine two seven save percentage so two two four three isn't like too hot but it's not like that's actually still pretty good for the league it's just some players some goalies are just getting fucking lit up this year i mean i that first game his first game that five goals against is what he's still trying to like kind of catch up back with his numbers a little bit but um, speaking of Lincoln in the following day or two days later, game two against Detroit, he got his first shutout. Gets his first shutout. Also gets an assist, right? Yeah. That was greatest. So at that time, <laughs> my is, favorite, my favorite. Tanner's favorite stat. He, my every time favorite I go social, stat. Every time I go on social media and I see like a post talking about like, Lafreniere, Lincoln, in, and you're you're put you're typing this out and you're leaving a comment mentioning like, hey, remember this is what's going on. Go yeah, on, don't for, don't ever forget that when Lincoln got that second or that assist, it's his second of the season, and at that point he had more points than first overall pick Alexi Alexi Lafreniere, which is so great. So unfortunately, Lafreniere scored a goal and then tied our rookie sensation. Kevin Lincoln in. <laughs> so they're both tied at two points apiece. And it's that's, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. that's brutal. Yeah. Oh God. Lincoln in for Calder for sure. Or I mean, you can put Suter for Calder, Kershev for Calder. Let's get Bowden going. Maybe some Ian Mitchell. How realistic do you think it could be right now if the season ran today? I can see Lincoln in. Mm-hmm. Kershev and Suter, all the th- the three nominations. <laughs> I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they would do it, but I mean, <laughs> I could see Lankinen up there for sure, though. I think Lankinen and Suter for sure. Kershev, Kershev. Speaking of that game, just absolutely making Detroit his little bitch, going splitting the D. Nice little filthy goal. Oh my god! Unreal. Just. Super highlight goal right there. Looking like I do you remember when I think it was Tarasenko that like just went straight through, I believe, like the Rangers whole team. It was a few years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it was just like, I'm gonna go straight down the middle of the ice, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And it's <laughs> I took off of work just to watch the Hawks game because I was like, I'm I don't feel like going. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the greatest decision because then I saw that goal and I, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so the best part about this is like you're starting to see Bowden getting more comfortable in the back end. You've seen Kershev score a fucking sick goal like that. And then if you go online, you're everybody's like, where the fuck did this kid come from? Like, oh, let me tell you about that. A nice old trade that we made with our buddies in Nashville. And that was when we sent Nashville Ryan Hartman because we were like, you know what? We're not, we'll probably get something good back for him. Hopefully a first rounder. And Nashville was kind enough to toss, toss in a fourth as well. So we got a first and a fourth and 
those picks just turned out to be none other than Nicholas Bodin and uh, Philip Kershev, who are playing pretty goddamn well right now in their rookie seasons on the Blackhawks. I think we can safely declare it. That is a Blackhawk win in that trade. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a great trade. And then that's a great draft right there, too. You yeah. love to, you love to see it. You love to see when things work out like that. One of my favorite like tweets I saw, someone was like, "Who knew Kershev had speed like that?" And then somebody like comment like quote tweeted or retweeted like replied to it and was like, "Yeah, I heard Connor McDavid's got a Kershev poster hanging up in his room." <laughs> <laughs> God, the kids have, the kids have been just showing the wheels. Like Brandon Hagel too, man. Like I can't praise that kid enough. Like. He's been insane. And I forgot about him fucking lighting up line A. Oh, oh my boy. God. We forgot to mention that. Holy he shit. He dummied him. What, he, he, he hit like Roslovic and then line A decided to want, he wanted to drop the gloves with him. Who also line A has 30 pounds and about three inches on him. And he just fucking dummies him with two fucking hits. And you're just like, man, Hagel is Hagel's become my favorite player. It always happens when somebody gets in a fight like that. Like John Hayden was one of my favorite players for a little bit because he absolutely lit up Marcus Foligno <laughs> and just fucking gave him a black eye right away. Did he break his jaw too in that? No, no, he broke his like orbital bone. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal. But yeah, no, Hagel's been insane he's been getting rewarded with more ice time he's flying out there all the time somebody tweeted out um hagel's the new shaw and shaw actually liked the tweet <laughs> yeah which is great or just being passed for sure i think hagel still hasn't gotten his first goal right he's just gotten a couple assists so far just he's got three assists um but yeah. He's good. It's it's coming. He's gonna score. There's no doubt about it. And there's no stopping him. He led the Ice Hogs last year in goals. And you know where he got drafted? Um, sixth round, 159th overall. Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. That you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks, Buffalo. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna toss him in in the Yokoharu trade just to make myself feel better right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's Yoga Haru for Nylander and Hagel. <laughs> yeah, it's oh God. It is just so fucking exciting. Like I had, like I always felt like we had decent prospects. It was just a matter of time. But now, actually seeing so many of them stepping up this year, it's like God. The only thing that's problem is it's like this is pretty much it for our prospects. Rockford is not doing well with all these guys. Well, it's because. We we don't have anybody on the team. Our team is all prospects, right. <laughs> which is, I mean, I'm fine with it. Are you cool with it? I'm cool with it. Cool with it. <laughs> all right. Great. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. Then the last game was yes. Or sorry, Friday, and we dropped uh the game five three to the Whalers. I mean Hurricanes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh Kane just. Oh my god. Everybody's all like Kershev, what a sick goal, sick goal. And then Cameron's like, I'll show you what a fucking sick goal looks like. Spinorama backhand far side. Are you kidding me? Just wants to pull that one back out of his pocket. He's like, Don't forget, I can still do this. <laughs> like, God damn Kaner, we'll never forget. He had what three points that game? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, he did because he assisted on the Mitchell. other two goals. Ian Mitchell, Soderberg, sick five hole with like no time left on the clock in the second period too. Mitchell's looking so comfortable. It looks like he's been. It's like his third season, and it's only yeah. like his fifteenth game or some shit. He, he started off a little shaky, and I was kind of like, oh, man, maybe they are putting too much pressure on this guy. But now that he's got, like, you know, good chunk of games under his belt and then he's got the feel out, he's really showing. And I, I agree with what Bowman was saying this past summer or whatever when he was doing his media tour saying that they felt Mitchell was the more complete defenseman out of, like, him and Boquist. I definitely see it. I still... I'm still a Boquist guy, but he's it's it's tough sometimes because he's just he just does not look like he's ready to be there. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's he's on the smaller side too, and I think Ian Mitchell is more ready physically as well because he's get he he is like he's not huge, but he doesn't shy away like in the corners at all. Like he he's got a good stick. He's he's getting chopping pucks out. He's getting shit. He's also never panicked which is insane to me for like how young he is and like how he's not been in the league that long. Like he'll be behind the net and there'll be guys coming at him and he's still just kind of like looking around and just makes like the perfect, like D to D pass or like moves it up the boards. And like, since he's giving his forwards more time by drawing those guys in, you're just like, this guy looks like a fucking veteran on here. He's 22 years old. He's 5'11". He's 173 pounds. He is fucking small. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, and then, now that he's on the team and as soon as like they're able to do more of these workouts together, like in the off season, he's just going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger and he's just going to look better. Oquist has got six pounds on him. Hard to believe that. That's all. <laughs> they're the same height, six pounds. And I mean, that's their listed heights point. right now. Like that could be, that can be completely different at this point though. Right. Yeah. Just what he's listed as. Right? Also Boquist had COVID. So he might've lost weight from that. That's fair. Yeah. I didn't realize Bokos was two years younger than him. Yeah, he's he's super young. So, like, that's the other thing, too. I'm not writing off Bokos ever. No, like, definitely not. 20, right. He's 20 years yeah. old. That's the, that's the thing, too. It's like you gotta you kind of forget about, like, how young he actually is. Like, some of these guys, too. It, there's, like, periods where it's like I see people talking about, like, oh, my God, this kid's terrible. Or, like, oh, what he's doing. It's like you got to remember these guys are young. They're being put in a situation that I think if most of this team was healthy – a lot of these guys wouldn't be playing right now. Yeah. This team. So like they're in a situation that they may have not been ready for. Obviously they got to be prepared to play pro hockey because they can be called up at any moment and they are professional hockey players. So there, there's a high standard for them, but at the end of the day, they're kids. They are still kids still developing and trying to get to that skill level. So you got to You got to cut them a break a little bit. I mean, they're looking great. They're looking love to see it. So good. Um, um, they're supposed to play on Saturday when that game got postponed. I'm assuming it's just because the game's played. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that because they they've been pretty lucky that they haven't had any games postponed. They haven't had any issues or anything. So like they're they've had like the most games played in the league, and if by the end of the season you're, you're having all these makeup games and the Hawks are just sitting there doing nothing, but they're in a playoff spot, you're kind of like just freezing them up a little bit, you know? Yeah. They're at 19 games, but they're supposed to play Carolina 
but they rescheduled it so Carolina could play Tampa. Um, go before yesterday's game, Tampa only had 14 games played. Carolina had 15, so we had four games in hand on on uh, Carolina and five in on Tampa. But yeah, right now they're sitting in third place points. Hell but yeah. you gotta. So here's the thing, though, we you have to really people we need to really pay attention to. God forbid, for some reason, they can't play all 56 games. They can't get a full season in. They go by percentage points. Yeah. So just because they're sitting in third with points doesn't necessarily mean they're third place because right now they're technically, if you look at percentage points, they are fifth. Yeah, which is which sucks because Dallas has been had had so many postponed games and they don't look insanely good. Like they're a huge disappointment this year, I think. Yeah, well, they've also I don't think Sagan's back still, and like Bishop's not been playing. Just like they were missing some key guys. I don't think Doby's been playing either. Yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing because I know he was like against the Hawks. He didn't just play against Edinger. the Hawks. Well, the, well, he didn't play against the Hawks because he was getting disciplined by his team I for like yeah. failing to show up to something or like something like that. But yeah, like this is what I was saying at the beginning of the year. It was just like the Hawks could be surprising, which is great. Like we were like, set your expectations low, but the Hawks can do some surprising things. And that's exactly what they've done. And I feel like a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> is your bar, your expectation bar moving at all? Like- no. Because I'm keeping it low, like it's because the, they're still not expected to be this good. And I'm not going to be like, oh, well, now I'm expecting them to win every game from now on. It's oh, also, I forgot we you had sent this stat too before this Carolina game. Um, the Blackhawks were at nine, five, and four, and it was the first time since October 2018 that they were at a true 500 percentage. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So almost almost a, what two and a half years ago, they haven't been at 500. They've been below it. So this team's fucking surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the way I'm looking at it right now is like we're playing with house house's money. And, and I think all we keep saying to each other anytime we see some good shit happen is we'll text and just be like, I love this fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's hard not to like what you're fucking seeing. Like even though like some of the advanced stats I've seen are showing like oh they're they're still letting up like some of the most shots in the league and they're, they're how can you depend on the goalies to be like having nine thirty save percentages every game and they're really only scoring on the power play. It's like shut the fuck up. They're still <laughs> doing it. I do not fucking care. Like if they continue to do it, are you gonna keep fucking wondering like how they're doing it? Like no, they're just making it work. Let them so regardless, we know what I was gonna bring up earlier. Um, and I said we wait is the expectation is you know this isn't gonna last. Like the steam is gonna the way they're playing, I don't think it can last. I think eventually they're gonna run out of steam. They're it's gonna catch up with them the way they play and all that. How do you are do you feel the same way, or do I just kind of have that, you know? okay, well, something bad's going to happen because it's going too well type of mindset. Like, what, where's your mindset there? I mean, they're playing the same teams the whole season, so it's not like they're going to see anything different. I think that they're they're going to keep learning from these guys, and their young players are just going to keep getting better. So when you see them play Tampa 
I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa still put up five, but I would I wouldn't doubt that the Hawks come back and make it a lot more competitive each time they play them. Like the Carolina game or uh, no uh, Columbus game six five maybe something like that. Yeah, honestly, like that was the beginning of the season playing Tampa. You got all these rookie players, a lot of jitters. You've seen the first few games that seemed like really shaky, and then all of a sudden now the Hawks are what seven two and one in the last nine games or some shit or ten games. Yeah. yeah. They're fucking. They're yeah seven. I'm, I have it right here. Literally fucking. They're idiot. seven one and one going into Friday's game. Yeah, seven two and one in the last ten, and they look great. And just <laughs> it's it's fun to watch, man. They're a fun fucking team, and I'm so glad that it's no longer super depressing <laughs> i got something i want to i want to ask you um yeah. it's i i found this on on the hawk subreddit it's a great i don't know if you've seen it but it's uh a few a few stats and it's do you who do you think is leading in these stats dylan strom or david camp oh i saw it. i didn't actually look into that oh no Okay, cool. Because I'll get you to, I'll ask you okay. um, all these questions, and then you tell me who you think it is, and I'll write them down, and then I'll tell you who it really is for each one. Okay. All right. Um, there's, let's see, there's seven different stats. Also, so this was written by a guy named uh, Sandman Seven Thirty. Um, okay. So first one, who do you think has the most points over the last five games? So the last five games, including. The Carolina, Detroit series, Columbus series. Um, so last five games, who has more points, Stromer, Stromer, Camp? Camp. Okay. Who has the more shots on goal? Strom. Okay. Who has more shot attempts? Strom. Okay. Who has more scoring chances? Camp. Okay. Who has more high danger chances for? High danger chances for. I'm gonna go camp. Okay. And then who has more ice time? Strom. Strom. And then more uh, better face-off percentage. Camp. Okay. So you all right. So for more more points in the last five games, you said camp. That was right. For more shots on goal, you said strom wrong. Camp. So more <laughs> shot attempts, you said Strom, wrong, Camp. So more scoring chances, you said Camp, that's right. <laughs> For more high danger chances, you said Camp, that's right. More ice time, you said Strom, that's wrong, it's Camp. And for more high, the higher face-off percentage, you said Camp, it's Camp. It's Camp for everything. <laughs> I you're going that <laughs> It's the funniest fucking thing. And I love it because you see that he's just, been, he's fucking out there all the time, man. <laughs> what what is the what's the points what was the point difference oh i don't it doesn't have that oh, listed oh okay but <laughs> i just think it's so funny it's just like yeah man it's also a david camp appreciation post which is why it's so fucking funny um let's and see we're, and we're getting that for two million dollars less yeah seriously well camp has only three points on the season right now um and in the last five games, he's got two points. So I'm assuming Strom only has like one then or zero, <laughs> which I will find out if this loads really quickly. But I just think it's so funny that somebody was like, yeah, let's just compare these two. 
Yes. Yeah. Strong has zero points in the last five games. He's only got eight points this year. It's, I mean, everybody's producing. So that's what you like to see. And you see other guys stepping up. I think I'm officially off of Strom. It's one of those things where I'm st- I'm still saying, like, he's still fucking young, dude. <laughs> I know, like, it's so hard, though, because it's like... He's 23. Know, he's this completely goes against everything I just said about, like, Boquist and all that. But it's like... It's... I think the hardest part about it, too, is that, like, when he was in juniors, it was Strom, Debrinkit, and McDavid. And you see McDavid just, oh my God, disgustingly lighting the league up. You see Dipperinkid doing what he's done in the past four years. And then you're like, Strom, man, like you you had as many points as them when you were in juniors. Like you were also doing really well. And you're just, you're just waiting for him to kind of explode into like that type of player that like he was apparently, he was going to be less than McDavid because that's what everybody is, but he was supposed to be more than Dipperinkit. And you're like, come on. Get it going. It kind of reminds me of that meme where it's just the, the little blob like with the stick. Do something. Oh god. Strom, do something. Like he's not he's not playing terribly, but you'd like to see a little bit more out of the what four million dollars? I can't remember what his contract is. Three million. Yeah. It's just the bar was set so high after that 2018-2019 season when he put up 51 points. Yeah. Then last year, 38. In 58 games, which same amount of games between the two, the two. Yeah. I mean, right now you got Kurashev and you got Suter, both rookies that have more points than Strom. It's almost kind of like he's like a poor man, Jonathan Taves. Like <laughs> Strom. Yeah, he he has the capability, but he just hasn't found that consistent line mate. Where Taves, yeah. it's like Taves, I feel like his offensive numbers would be so much better if he consistently had that same either the same line mate or you know that good chemistry with with a guy and just kind of putting the numbers up. Like yeah. he, he's never what was it? The sod hosa line was like probably the the best line. Yeah. And then the, last the year, basic the two way line, like they you'll come down and be in the offensive zone they will just take it away from you and then go set up in the offensive zone yeah. forever like he it, that was probably some of his best hockey right there too and last year wasn't too bad either with kubalik i thought he was yeah kind of building something with kubalik on on his line with him but yeah. which is i mean kubalik's also been quietly great this year too <laughs> he's he's third in the team in points right now 14 <laughs> points in 19 games Someone at work was like, oh, yeah, Kubli can't really shit in the bed after that good year. And I'm like, no, he's doing really good. Everybody else is just doing that good, too, that you don't hear about it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 hilarious. He's only shooting 8.9%. He's a shooter, man. <laughs> time shooter. Gotta love it. He's got that OV power play setup going for him, too. Oh, my God. Both power play lines, too, have just been fantastic to watch. Are they still top three power play? I believe they are. I don't have that right in front of me, but I, w- I mean, they're going to be top five for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely top five. It's hard when you're <laughs> – when I think Toronto's probably number one still because Austin Matthews is a goal per game. They are yeah, fourth. Yeah. 
right behind Buffalo. What the fuck? Oh, Buffalo only scores on power plays. That's right. That's fine. Toronto 37, Dallas 33. Dallas only has 12 games played, though. Yeah. So um, we'll see if that stays that high. But yeah, I don't know. Any, anything else for like these games at all? No, I think it's just it's been fun hockey to watch. Yeah. Like, before, I know like last year it was kind of like it was times where it was like, yeah, I try to watch as much as possible, but I was like, oh, if I can't make it, you know, if I can't catch the game, whatever. This year, it's like I, I do go out of my way to make sure I watch it because it's, it's just fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Fun hockey again. Like, it's just – it's not frustrating. It's not – Well, even if they lose, you're like, oh, that's fine. Like, it's game, yeah. They're not expected to win right now. Like, it, every every win is a, is a joy. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with house money, man. House money, baby. It's the way to go. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you brought up something that I need to hear more about. Yeah, dude. So other Hawks news. Um, apparently, according to Frank Cerevelli, that Chicago Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman is the front runner to become the GM of Team USA Hockey uh, Olympics. Fuck that. I mean, he's GM in this team, and he's it's looking good, man. Like we were all like really weirded out by the decisions he's made, but I'm still waiting for praising the team. You know I'm still waiting until he stays by what he says that he's doing, where he is not going to mortgage the future. He's going to build with prospects and all that. I don't believe him. I still think he's going to do something stupid to try to win this year. I'm convinced he's going to do something like that. And it's going to be so goddamn frustrating if he does. I think the weirdest part is that they're going to, if he becomes the GM of Team USA, that they don't realize he can't use his European scouts to, <laughs> to pull Euro players to Team USA to make them good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's become the formula, man. It's, it's, European scouts just going like, hey, we should get these guys. He's like, all right. And then they come over and do really well. And you'll love to yeah. see it. Suter's been, been exactly what we were hoping was going to be. Kubli has um, been fantastic. He's got in the K2 that they're really. Yeah, there's, they're pushing for another kid. Um, oh, shit, I just had it too. Although it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do when he doesn't have to worry about the salary cap, not that he worries about that regardless, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's going to get Kane around there. Right. I think Debrink it's going to get a little, a little whiff of team USA as well. I almost think he's got a. Yeah. Either like a fourth line or like. Well, if you get, if you get Kaner and Debrink it together and on team USA as well, like. They're still gonna keep the magic. Are they officially NHL going back next year? I don't know. Is have they? Are they just speculating right now that? Because I know that I, was part of the negotiation for. I think you you have to do that, man. If you with all the coronavirus pandemic shit, and you want to get the game like growing even faster because of all this stuff, and you need money, you gotta send these players to the fucking Olympics. It's like. 
Jesus Christ. Especially if there's not fans in the stands, too. You're not going to be losing any more money than you were if you shut down for two weeks. So it's it's one of the most watched parts of the Winter Olympics. It's one of the most exciting parts about it. Like, Team USA versus Team Canada. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I still – I don't think I watched a minute of it the year that they didn't have it in 2018. I didn't fucking watch any of it. Yeah. I think the only thing I saw – I did see a minute of it, and that was because the gold medal game was going on. We had that outdoor tournament in Rosemont, and we were checking out of the hotel room, and they had it on one of the TV there. And I looked up and was like, huh, Germany versus Russia. And then I just walked away. That was all I saw. I don't know who actually won it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even know it was that Germany versus Russia. Yeah. Yeah, they need to. And that's just. I wonder how many people ended up not watching it. And if, like, the Olympics committee is just like, shit. <laughs> Maybe we do have to I think negotiate the, I think, a little bit more. And just, I think like, the, the NHL is playing. Yeah, I think the women's one got a lot more viewership. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But. Yeah, I don't know if that would be interesting. I mean, I even think about it from that standpoint that a lot of what he does good is from his European scouts, so that's kind of fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it's also at the same time, it's like, how can you screw it up? It's like, well, who are the best players American? Like, let's we, go. We, we joke about it a little bit, but, like, he's also made some great draft picks that we're starting to – like, we're seeing that now because, like like I just said, Bowden, Kershev, Mitchell – I've never had an Bold issue. With, I've never had an issue with his his drafting. Yeah, it's, it's cap management and asset management that I've always had a problem with with him. Yeah, I mean, we hate to see some players go and some questionable trades, but like that's every every GM. I think it's just the glaring one of like Panarin, but it's like also that we always th- we always think about like like we never would have been able to hold on to Panarin. Oh. And trying to rekindle the magic with Saad is just like, okay. <laughs> you can't have three players making 10 plus million on your team. Yeah. It just won't easily work out. And no. I just, it's the way he <clears throat> manages the salary cap, the way he throws out no trade causes, no trade causes. Like it's, well, he more. hasn't done it in forever. Right. But like, that was the whole point though. So it's like, he's making steps to like, you know, do the right thing. Yeah. But this upcoming trade deadline, I think that's going to be, if he sticks by what he originally said that he's, he's trying to build it with the youth that we have build our prospect pool back up and build win within. But if he sticks with that, awesome. I still won't put it past him to trade somebody that, we should probably be building around to try to win this year. That's my biggest worry with him. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm, I that shut up. I'm having a good time this season. Stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the whole frustrating thing. It's like, he says one thing and then he goes and does something else. And that's why it's like, people think that I just hate him to hate him. No, like I have legitimate reasons to dislike the guy. He's made moves and that, and yes, he is making progress. I think he is doing a little bit better of a job. And his game plan after he did his media tour about the rebuild and all that, he laid out, I was on board with what he said. Yeah. I just don't trust him to stick to it. And that's what I get nervous about. And until you he think can, he's going to get a little ants in his pants and be like, oh, we're doing good. <laughs> win. Yeah, we can win. Let's go. Time, time to trade away a prospect defenseman. 
Kirby Doc, we can trade you and get uh, some good uh, one-year rental guy. Let's go. Oh, God, no. Please don't. Isn't it exciting that Kirby Doc's still going to be coming back right. <laughs> with, to this team at some point, and so is Taze? It's like, where does everybody fit in? Yeah. Oh, let's go. That's, that's going to be the hardest thing, though, when they come back, is who's going to lose the ice time. Those are the problems you like to have, though. Exactly, though. Yeah, but it's like, like man, some of these all I, mean, I love watching all these guys play, and I was like, oh well, two of them aren't gonna play. But eh, I'm not crying over it. Oh, um, any more hot stock? I think that's all I have. Hey guys, I want to take a second to talk about see my hockey training. CHT is hockey excellence personified for the Chicagoland area. Offering private lessons, group sessions, and skills clinics, CHT provides elite training for all ages. Visit their website, cmochht.com, Instagram page, at cmoch underscore hockey underscore training, or email training at gmail.com for more information on everything they have to offer. We'll hit a quick couple uh, NHL hawks. NHL hot stock, NHL talk points here. Um, first one I think was on the talk of uh, the hockey world yesterday, uh, the Lake Tahoe game. Yeah, started off with an absolute banger of the firefighter they were honoring, named Dusty Gooch. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Um, Dusty R. Gooch. Yeah. I like some people are just like, I think at some point I'd just go by Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or he's Dustin. a really cool dude, and he's just like, you know what? I'm fucking leaning into this. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> but um, it's such a cool – I mean, that venue is awesome. It yeah. is Scenic is awesome. But I think anybody could have saw that that might have been a little uh, – the trouble they, were, they, they had was going to happen. Uh, too much sunlight. I'm worried about today's game, too. It'll be interesting. I checked the weather for Lake Tahoe today. It's 41 degrees and sunny. <laughs> so well, that's like, why they pushed the game back. Oh, did they already push it back? Yeah, yeah it's at 6.30 or 7 o'clock now. Oh, I did not see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they pushed the game back. because. Okay, because I, I just recently saw that it was, or like this morning, that it was still at 1 on TV at least. Oh, yeah, no. It got post, postponed back a little bit Um, to try to like fight that. Now, like with yesterday. So yesterday they played the first period. The ice was like your standard pond hockey session, you know, guys taking divots and just face planting. The rest are flying everywhere. Um, you know, you love to see it. You love it. <laughs> so they decided that they were going to wait and postpone the game and they postponed it to nine o'clock their time, which ended up being midnight Eastern time and 11 o'clock local time for us. I was excited. I got home from work and was able to actually catch the game. I yeah I was out I <laughs> I could not man I'm old now I was not able to stay up that late but it uh it's a bummer that they had to play in the dark but also still so cool seeing just pond outdoor hockey is just so so awesome yeah and I mean oh my having the mountains in the background are you kidding me I yeah. think even just having the night game was fucking awesome yeah it was just like you just get like a couple trees in the background. It's just like the lake, and you're like, "This looks so fucking cool." God. I I wish they would do. I know they would never do it because of how much money they make off these outdoor games. But it'd be so awesome to do stuff like that, like 
do one game, no fans, these awesome scenic places. Like, it yeah, just, it would be. You so want to? Cool. You want to get a sick ass fucking TV deal? Like, let's do some of that. Yeah, like, um, do like some pregame, like or preseason games out there. Just leave yeah. leave the rink up. Fuck it. There was one person talking about. He's like, you know what we should do? They should do this next year and have Arizona versus Winnipeg. Winnipeg has to wear Atlanta jerseys. Arizona has to wear Winnipeg jerseys and just confuse the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where does this go? Why? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> but no, there's, I mean, there's some you cool can, moments in that game too. Um, you can also have just um, Winnipeg versus Calgary and just have them both wear their Atlanta jerseys. Oh God. Yes. Atlanta flames versus Atlanta thrashers. The battle for the peaches. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> they need the threat. It's just, it's just up in Canada still. <laughs> the battle for Georgia. In Canada. Yeah. Um, NHL needs to get the rights back to the Thrasher stuff because those are those are some awesome jerseys. I wish they were able to do like reverse retro with the with the Thrasher stuff. <laughs> yeah, there was some crazy shit like what was it maroon yellow and like a dark the baby blue, blue. The, it was a baby, baby oh it's baby blue yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby blue with atlanta down the, the down the sleeve oh yeah i can just picture kovalchuk wearing that bad boy i actually had that jersey it was awesome oh my god um yeah but there were some cool moments during that game so um Bertangelo was actually mic'd up and there's a point where mckinnon picks up the puck and you just hear him go Oh no. And then as soon as he says that, uh McKinnon just rips it and scores. <laughs> it was just like just fucking making millions and millions, signs a huge ticket, and just still one of the better players in the league. He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> Yo, you're supposed to be one of the better defensemen out there. Doesn't matter. That's McKinnon, man. Like fucking are you kidding me? Stuff like that. So that's what I wanted to talk about too. It's like the amount of money I would pay for like a channel with mic'd up um, players a stream of a, a fucking nhl streaming network that has actual like bench audio no no announcers just rink audio sounds of the skate sounds of the puck all that benches you know the chirping and all that kind yeah. of stuff dude i would pay for that in a goddamn heartbeat yeah it would be so much fun give, give me that nhl package yeah right um, another one thing that has nothing to do with the game being played though. They were, so they were doing like the scenic view of the rink last night and they go over to a trees and peeking out of behind one of the trees. Grit, it was gritty. Oh, God, <laughs> he gets staring. And then once the camera starts getting closer to him, he like jumps and like hides back behind the tree. God, gritty is the absolute best. <laughs> he's, he's wild snowboarding yesterday up there like it wasn't even his team's game that was even funnier about it he was getting all this attention yeah i didn't even realize that i just <laughs> i was like oh yeah grady's just there that makes sense but it's like wait they don't play till today and like, that's what... yeah <laughs> what the fuck so yeah it's boston versus philly yesterday when you guys listen to this um philly's missing a lot of players for that game um, Giroux's out, Voracek's out. Um, yeah, so we'll and the team's the team's still doing pretty decent. Like they got JVR's leading that squad in points. Joel Farabee's having an insane season. 
just picked him up. Yeah, I know. Fucking <laughs> Yahoo let me know about it. Oh, it's doing that shit now. So Fuck weird. Alive. But that's what I was kind of like. I think I just want to keep dropping players if that's really going on. Like, <laughs> no go for it. The best. Noise count was the best. He's like, I'm about to get more notifications from Jerem's ad drops than text messages. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing it, but whatever. I have 25 potential moves. I've used 24 four of them. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, other NHL stuff going on. Crosby, one thousand, thousand games, whole team wearing his number, right? And his was it his name on the back? I just yeah, saw like a yeah, little clip. His game of C and everything. They all they all were doing his pregame ritual. Yeah, he gets on the ice and he goes and he retightens one of his skates, and the whole team just drops down on their knees and like I don't they all didn't do it, but they're just doing like mimicking what he was doing, which is yeah. absolutely hilarious. I wish they all would have tried to do the the stick candle through the McDonald's logo though, that he does. Does he? I don't. I don't. He know does. He does ritual. He does this insane like stick handling where he goes through like the arch of the McDonald's logo, and it's just it's mesmerizing watching him do it. Oh, weird. So good. And I was just like, it'd be so funny, like, seeing all these guys trap and go and do that and just losing the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good thing. It's crazy when when you see, like, players try and mimic others and they are un- unable to do it. And you're like, you're, you're both in the league, but the, the skill, like, difference is just crazy to see sometimes. He's a freak. And you just realize how much better some of these guys are than, like, than other guys that are in the fucking show as well yeah. like it's like you think it's all the same playing field but no um you had a crazy stat too i did yeah about the thousand <laughs> players a thousand games um, oh yeah yeah yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> it's like what stat was that my guy um <laughs> it was players that have played at least a thousand games crosby is third all time right now in points per game Right, I said that correctly. Yeah, let me double check. I th- points per yeah, he is he's third all time points per game. Where is it? Okay, yeah, and he's behind Gretzky, which is, I mean, obvious. Yeah, no <laughs> that. And then Marcel Dion. Yeah, totally he, had that one. Yeah, he's a he's ahead of Phil Esposito. And uh, yeah. It's insane that we were kind of talking about too before we started recording. Like, if he didn't miss as much time as he did, yeah, concussions and all that, that's a shame. Like, he well, not even just the time that he missed, but the quality of play. Like, he still is so insanely good, but everybody should really realize how much better he actually was. Like, he was unstoppable before he had concussions, and he's still, like, or he was, I don't know, like, what's even more than unstoppable? He's pretty unstoppable still. He was, like, impenetrable and, like, unbreakable, and then he had concussions and, like, had those, had that, like, sitting out for, like, a year and a half, came back and still fucking lit it up, and I don't know. He was putting up, like, 100-plus point seasons during a time when no one was fucking scoring, like, it's crazy. Stats really quick. 102 points his rookie year. 120 points his sophomore year. In a shorter, 
a shorter like 53 games he had 72 points that third season 103 points 109 points fucking and then it kind of dwindles off because he got injured like the injuries still comes like 56 points in 36 games 104 points in 80 games like he played half a season still put up 66 points yeah insane yeah it's it's, it's crazy still 37 oh my god it's crazy and like ugh, he doesn't get enough praise for how fucking good he is because which is insane to think because everybody talks about how he like he's the nhl and all that like he he's the guy and he still doesn't get the the respect that he deserves yeah i think one of the things too is like we were talking about it or at least you guys were talking about it uh last night was that he's never been on the cover of like nhl video game but that's because he doesn't want to be right (laughs) and i think it also has to deal with him being so fucking superstitious like he's not just stitious he's fucking superstitious (laughs) and like i don't know like everybody kind of believes in their own, like maybe there's like a cover curse, like Madden has it, which I don't know if that's really true anymore, but. So, all right. Who do you think is the most surprising player? We'll take Crosby out of it. Most surprising player that hasn't been on the cover. Um, Kaner a second time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The most surprising player that hasn't been on the cover yet. Uh, McKinnon. Yeah, Canadian but Canadian player playing for an American team. That's like kind of the the shit that they do now. I'm kind of surprised like Mark Andre hasn't with his personality oh, really? and all that. Like I've kind of feel that they try to like they not only do good players, but they try to go guys that's got personality. Yeah, like, that's when like PK got it. Uh, Austin Matthews, great player, great person. You know, like his personality is like off the charts and all that with his like. Mm-hmm looks and all that kind of stuff it's like um i could see mitch marner still going on there at some point especially since he's kind of like also known as like a gamer yeah patrick Lyman. american player in a canadian market what yeah. is it i'm assuming line probably been on the cover for the finish finish version Finished version. It would be hilarious if he gets on the cover and it's on him playing. It's like him on the couch playing Xbox. He's going to get on the cover of Fortnite <laughs> before he gets on the cover of Chell. Oh, uh, yeah. So let us know who you think is the most surprising player. Yeah, Panarin would be good, but I think that's. I don't know. Have they ever had a Russian Obi. on the cover? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, currently and before. <laughs> yeah, dude. I forgot about that. That's really funny. Hmm. Datsuk. Datsuk. Datsuk was on the cover? Wasn't. I'm saying was not. he's, he's oh, surprised yeah. that he wasn't. Yeah. I'm just looking at, like, basically players that are leading leading points. Like, who who would be surprising? I don't know. Um, yeah. Another quick little thing. Um, there's been reports that a TV deal for the NHL may include partial for NBC for the USA network and partial to ESPN, which I think would be the smart move. I think you got that build up relationship with NBC now. And if you can get to ESPN with more, you know, cause then you got ESPN, ESPN two and a, uh, you, uh, not USA, uh, ABC, 
Yeah, all the that all the stuff. people that typically put on that channel already, and then they're like, "Oh shit, hockey, okay." <laughs> but if they go back to ESPN, they got to get Gary Thorne. They also got to bring back the glow puck. I want to do that. That's Fox. I don't give a shit <laughs> because it, at the time they were also playing on ESPN. So it's just like, all right, let's just bring it all back. Yeah. And then also bring back um, roller hockey. ESPN. Two, two beach hockey references in one episode. That's be- I fucking saw it on CMOX training page. Yeah. I saw and I was like, hell yeah, dude. I fucking remember that shit. It's like, let's get it going again. I'll was play. One with like a ramp behind the net. That's what it was. That yeah. was the beach hockey one. God. 90s are awesome. It was like, the, it's like having rod hockey because, <laughs> you know, the puck just gets stuck back there. So you want to make sure it comes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the last thing I kind of want to talk about, then we'll wrap it up. Um, Austin Matthews. <clears throat> freak. Jesus. He is just on a completely different level right now. Um, 18 nobody, goals. I was gonna say, if nobody knows, yeah. let them know that let them know how many goals per game he has right now. So, in 18 games played this year, he has scored 18 goals. He's the first player to do that in the last 15 years. Absolutely ridiculous, and he is just making it look easy. I think it's so funny because, like, during the draft, I think they were looking at like Lion Ace, the goal scorer, it's like, uh, yeah. Also, Matthews can fucking score, man. He, <laughs> he's putting up more goals than he than Line is. He, yeah, he is just. I don't know what it was with him. Like it's just this season, and the last year too. Like just missing out on fifty goals last year. Yeah, he's gonna like, try and do it this year in yeah, less games. Less games, fifty-six games, and get fifty goals. I would have laughed if he would have said 50, that. Fifty and thirty-nine. Dude, if he does that, no, he is. If, if he, if he, if he actually hits fifty in less than fifty games, though, holy shit, we'll see, we'll see. I, I can see it happening. It's not just goals though, too. He's also got eleven apples. Yeah, he's still eating healthy. Like he is on a different level right now. Like good for him. Um, and that's one question I'm gonna leave right here too. A nice little stat, which this or that. What happens first, Austin Matthews 50 goals or Buffalo Sabres 50 goals, even strength? <clears throat> Buffalo Sabres have 18 goals, even strength right now. Oh, so they're tied. They're tied. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I fucking, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> the safe bet would be Buffalo just because uh, is you, it assume, though? you, but I know, cause you assume, you know, 18 guys on a team. You think that they can put together 50 well, goals? How many games have they played? Um, I think there's a couple game difference. Oh, they played 14 games. Okay. Yeah. Four game difference. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a quality fucking question right there, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, do you I mean if, there's nothing better than shitting on the Sabres year after year. Oh, my God. We got to talk about that. The one fan. So the post. Oh, shit. Read <laughs> nothing to the Islanders. And they put like the like how they do like, oh, final score. And they do like the scoreboard. Somebody commented on that and said, I bought 
a cardboard cutout for my aunt to honor my late aunt so she can watch all the games. How can I pick it pick it up so she so she doesn't have to watch this crap anymore? Jesus murdered there, murdered I, them. With I them. absolutely love how ruthless Buffalo fans are with their teams. It's crazy. Like, like <laughs> what's I feel, I feel so bad. To, like, what does Buffalo have to do to be good? I don't know. They, they, they made all the right moves this offseason. Just not being Buffalo, I guess. I don't know. Like, if you can't win with, like, Eichel and Taylor Hall, like, do you just be like, okay, we got to sell this team and move them? Scrap it. <laughs> Quebec is nice this time of year right here. <laughs> Re- restart the rebuild right now. Trade off everybody. Get a lot of really good pieces, probably, if you wanted to. God, I just, I remember Poet sent that, and I was just like, I audibly, like, gaps, gasped and laughed out loud at work, and they're like, what? And I showed them, oh, my God, it was amazing. Ruthless. Ruthless. Um, yeah, so, you got anything else on your mind? I got a lot of things on my mind, but <laughs> it's not hockey, so... <laughs> Yo, good one. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a nice day. Nice day. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us. Uh, this is episode 123. What do you want to call it, Tanner? I love this team. Love this team. All right. So for Tanner and myself, uh, go Hawks. And uh, we Let's fucking go, baby. Go. <laughs> and uh, we will see you this week. With the two games against Columbus, and then I think a couple more against some other team. I just deleted the. It's Detroit at the uh, Detroit this weekend. All right, so we got pop at least two wins more coming our way. So I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get another uh, Hagel and Line fight round two. Let's go. Get them two more punches. It'd be great. Torch is always pushing for that. That. You know, physicality. He probably saw that and was just like, "Dude, just don't do that." Like, you know, probably laughed his ass off at that. <laughs> oh, so, all right. So for myself and Tanner, we will check you guys out on the next one. All right. See you later, boys. Love ya. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>